0: My name is Annika.
1: And I'm Martin.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode of our Discovery and Identity series. After spending two weeks on RV we there yet considering diversity, we are mixing things up and talking about politics on a college campus.
1: Penn is a very politically active campus with both partisan and non-partisan groups including Penn Dems, College Republicans, and the Government and Politics Association. There are also many candidate support groups like Penn for Hillary, Penn for Kasich, and Penn for Bush. At the same time, there's still a great deal of political apathy.
0: We're interested in figuring out the extent to which college students come in with preformed beliefs. Does political identity change in college or is what we think purely based on our background?
1: But more than just the abstract idea of identity, we want to analyze how do politics both bring people together and push them apart? We asked some Penn students to tell us what they think is the most important issue facing America today. Voter apathy and a lack of an engaged electorate. Climate change. The devaluing of human life
0: and um, our culture's uh, propensity to um, take things that feel good over um, the facts and the evidence.
2: Immigration.
1: Climate change.
2: The disparity between rich and poor, and the disparity between those who have and those who don't.
1: Today our guest speaker is Sarah Simon, the president of the Government and Politics Association at Penn. Sarah is a junior in the College of Arts and Sciences, majoring in political science.
0: Sarah, we're really excited to have you here with us today. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in politics on Penn's campus?
2: Sure, and thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I had always been really, really interested in current events and politics and things of that nature. And throughout NSO in my first semester here, sort of just shopped around for political groups and then ended up finding the Government and Politics Association GPA and really just fell in
1: love with its sort of nonpartisan mission. Did you find that the political climate here was encouraging of people getting involved in these groups? Uh, my
2: freshman year, it was very much dominated by the partisan groups like or college republicans. Since then, we've seen a lot more political groups crop up. We've seen a lot more pro-candidate groups crop up, of course, due to the 2016 elections. So, I found the political climate to be pretty accessible if you were to go out and seek it out, like I did. I'm not so sure if politics on campus would have been really visible if you hadn't been actively looking for it. And I think it is more visible nowadays than it was when I was a freshman. I mean, I definitely agree with
0: you. I think there is a community to be found behind politics when you're looking for it. I guess I'm just interested to know if that, if you think that
2: that's representative of both liberals and conservatives, or just Mm -hmm. how you view that overall. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we are such a liberal-dominated campus, it's probably just on its face going to be easier for you to find a political community if you're a liberal. There's just more, more of
1: us. I think there's definitely a conservative influence from... Um, the School of Business, Wharton. Mm -hmm. How do you think that's represented on campus and um, since they're all in one school does that affect how they get involved?
2: Wharton definitely does have such a conservative influence but I think it has a conservative influence in terms of Wharton students preferences and their own political views not necessarily their political engagement. So while there are definitely Wharton students who engage in politics on campus By and large, the political community is comprised of college students. I would say students in the College of Arts and Sciences. It's almost as if there's like two separate communities. Yeah, there is. I think a perennial challenge for political groups has been to figure out how they can get Wharton students involved because they do represent a really, really important part of the political sphere, business interests,
1: people who are conservative. So I think that's been a perennial challenge. I've also noticed that there's... um, Not as many natural science students involved in politics, mostly it's um, like humanities, social sciences, mostly poli-sci majors like yourself. I would love to get more
2: natural science students involved uh, in Penn political community. Students who are in the natural sciences may not understand and we as politicos might not be communicating to them that politics really does matter no matter what you want to go into. Politics is just about the art of public decision-making, and that impacts business. It impacts nurses. It impacts natural scientists And so I think we in the political community need to do a better job of explaining that Politics isn't just like a smoke-filled room. It's not Frank Underwood. It's not House of Cards <laughs> You don't need to know every senator in order to engage with it Because at the end of the day it really really does matter no matter what you want to go into
0: I guess the way I, I want to start considering this issue is also thinking about why certain people and college students might not be able to be engaging in these politics. I think that you know it can be hard for a lot of people on top of five, maybe even six classes to be keeping up to date on current events. And I don't know, I feel that maybe perhaps people are so busy trying to understand the world through their academics and through their classes that they're blind to understanding the world through actual civic engagement.
2: Yeah, and that's not a problem just on college campuses. It's a problem everywhere, right? It's really hard to get people who are working two, three jobs and just trying to stay afloat and support their family to get them to the polls. And I'm not sure how how much political groups can really overcome the fact that people are really busy, and if they're not interested, there's really, you know, very little that a political group can do to get them interested. But in terms of where I'm seated as a leader of a political group on campus, I think trying to communicate the immediate relevancy of what is going on in the news to Penn students is really important.
1: I think the concept of the Penn bubble is really relevant here, how the issues that matter to us and that we're focused on are not necessarily the matters that the rest of the country may be thinking about.
2: Yeah, totally. The views that people hold on campus, I think people assume are widely held across America. And, you know, even if they aren't, these are the right views and they should be held widely across America. But oftentimes we'll get into these very sorts of philosophical or like intellectual discussions in Penn politics that, as someone who grew up in Indiana in the Midwest, people in middle America might not understand it or view it the same way. So there can be somewhat of like an echo chamber effect where things are taken for truth or assumptions that might actually be very
1: contentious elsewhere. I think that someone's background really does um, influence how their political beliefs develop. And if nothing challenges those beliefs, people tend to just accept them.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree. It's because so much of our politics is rooted in our identity and our background. I'm just going to shout out a book I read this past summer by Jonathan Haidt called Moral Righteousness, and it really talked about how a lot of moral foundations are what play into people's political beliefs, and it really does raise the question of how much someone's environment can really influence their belief system, Mm -hmm. or whether this is something that is really coming from their family background.
2: Yeah, there's a theory in political science called the Primacy Theory of Political Socialization. And the primacy theory says that the political views to which you, that you hold most strongly are going to be the ones you gain in childhood or in early adulthood. And so I think that's a really good point you made, Annika, that the views that we hold early are going to be the ones that stick with us. And it's very hard to overcome that cognitively.
0: I guess that raises a question, you know, politics here on campus, they're creating communities around certain political groups, but... I guess, is there a way slash how can we really try and bring people together and make sure that real, honest
2: conversations are happening? Politics, wherever you go, has a tendency to create echo chambers. It has a tendency for people to self-associate based on political views because it is very uncomfortable to have your political views challenged because they often go down right to the values you hold and the morals you hold. So it's all about having and fostering a community of respect, engagement, humility, and being able to admit you're wrong, which is, in my opinion, one of the hardest but most valuable things we can learn.
0: Well, um, thanks for talking with us today, Sarah. Um, I think we've gotten a lot of insight in terms of understanding politics from more scientific and studied backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd think like to take a moment, this is kind of how we usually close things off, um, just kind of say a closing statement, sort of our takeaway from the discussion.
1: I think it's important to keep questioning um, when we're getting engaged. Are we getting engaged to engage with other people, or are we only getting engaged for our, just to voice our opinion and get like similar feedback?
0: Yeah, I want to say that you know obviously politics plays a huge role in shaping policy, but I want to make sure that although as students we're constantly giving our government criticism for not being bipartisan, I think that that starts from a student level and really being willing to discuss with people who have different views and truly compromise.
2: One of the most important things we can do as college students is to start listening to other people and not otherize them. To really truly listen to what they have to say, to examine why is this person feeling this way, what life experiences have led them to holding this opinion not to judge, to criticize, to condemn, but seek to understand because that's how we can make our country better by starting from the ground up.
1: Thank you so much
2: for your time here. Thank you. This was great.
0: I think today we've really had the chance to talk about politics throughout campus in terms of, you know, not just the different groups that we have here, but also the level of interaction between these groups.
1: There are many groups on campus who want to increase open-minded, open-ended political conversations, but are we there yet?